So you're telling me this teacher gave an 11-year-old boy a friends with benefits bracelet. The judgment of teachers is forever ruined. I thought that the age of consent in all the states were 18 years old. If you're not 18, then you're a minor. Not only South Carolina's age of consent is 16 years old, but 31 states age of consent is only 16 years old. It blew my socks off. My socks are still hanging on the wall from where they flew off my feet. How it be? You're well. Huh? I admire you. There he is. It'd be his little face popped up with the messenger icon. Ugh. Thank you for tuning in to Crime Brought to Light. Before we begin, I want to clarify that everything I talk about today is solely my opinion based on the research I've conducted and is 100% alleged. The purpose of Crime Brought to Light is to not only talk about true crime cases that interest me, but to also unsilence those who have been silenced by the media. If you or someone you know has a case that has been swept under the rug, email me at crimebroughttolight at gmail.com. Also, I do this full time so I can give each case my full attention and let me tell you, it is not cheap. If you are a business or a brand and want someone to talk about a product or service that you offer, email me at the same email address. And if you're a viewer and want to support me each time I have a sponsorship, please check them out as it helps me. Go ahead and start your cleaning or secure yourself under a soft blanket because we are about to dive headfirst into some pretty dark stuff. Hello everyone, I hope you are doing well and survived the holidays. Today's schedule consists of five disturbing true crime stories relating teachers from hell, basically. This podcast, I discovered the age of consent controversy, which will most definitely blow your socks off. I'll also be showing you messages from my high school teacher that messaged me after I graduated that were very icky and flirtatious. Figured that if I had to suffer reading those, you guys need to as well, so buckle up for that one. I will also be giving you the show of the week, so without further ado, get a soft blanket or the vacuum cleaner if you're going to be cleaning here in a minute, and let's just dive right in. Friendly reminder, I am going to be issuing a trigger warning for this episode because I will be talking about child essay. Without further ado, let's dive right in. The summer of 2022 was the start of an 11-year-old boy who for the next two months allegedly snuck out of his house to meet up with his teacher, 42-year-old Allison Cranick. Though Allison claimed they met up to chat, the kid told police they had essual relationships and she emotionally manipulated him to spend more time with her. This happened not one time, nor 10 times, but 14 times in the span of only two months. They met up in different places each time. Sometimes it was at the school and other times she would hide in the bush next to his home and wait for him. According to several news reports, she messaged him on Snapchat, iMessage, and Discord, all very flirtatious messages. But get this one guys, just just get this one. She gave him a bracelet that said BFFLWB. I'm going to give you a brief moment to think what that might stand for. Let's just wait. BFF, best friends for LWB. What does LWB mean? Hmm. Well, according to reports, BFFLWB stands for Best Friends for Life with Benefits. So you're telling me this teacher gave an 11-year-old boy a friends with benefits bracelet. 11 years, I... <laughs> 11 years old. I honestly do not understand what was going through her mind. I mean, you're telling me that she made a physical bracelet, which meant that she had time to think about what she was doing. It wasn't just a spur of the moment text message. 
She was sitting there putting the beads on a bracelet, so she had time to process what she was doing. Even when she finished, she still had the thought of, hmm, maybe I shouldn't give this to an 11-year-old boy who is also my student. That is so unprofessional and disgusting. Even if you take the unprofessional part out of this, this is beyond disgusting of a teacher or human being to do in general. She is what, 42 years old and he's 11? That is literally a 31 year difference in age. I'm telling you like this boy is old enough to be her son, which she did have two kids. Needless to say, I'm not sure if it was the overwhelming amount of evidence or the 11 year old boy telling his parents as to like what was going on, but she did turn herself in on Tuesday, November 14th of this year, and she is now currently being held on a $500,000 bond, which if you guys know bonds, you have to pay 10% of that. So 10% of the $500,000 bond is $50,000. This story has already been posted on my Instagram at the time of recording this, and the comments on my Instagram page were very interesting to say the least. About 75% of these comments on my Instagram post said about how disgusting she was, she deserves prison, the comments that you would expect to read, right? Well, 25%, I'd say on average, I mean, don't quote me as to the exact percentage. I'm assuming 25% of the comments were saying how lucky this boy is and how if they were 11, they'd jump on board with that one. Like, I... I don't know if it's just a troll commenting that or if it's another 11-year-old boy commenting that. Regardless, that is sick and disgusting. I cannot express how gross that is, especially the fact that it's not just one flu comment. I saw several of the comments that some of them I deleted because I can do that. But there is people just saying like, that boy is so lucky. He's 11 years old. He's 11 and she's 42. How is he lucky? He is literally being G, I can't say the word, but he's literally being G'd by this teacher who's supposed to be a mentor. Whenever I was 11 years old, I had an, Eng- an English teacher. I don't even remember her name, but I remember her face. And she helped me through so much. I was the kid that would get bullied in middle school. I think 11 years old is middle school. Yeah, regardless, I was getting bullied all the time. And she was the person that I looked up to because she provided me a safe space in her classroom. She gave me that time to decompress as to what I was going through. And that's what a teacher should be. A teacher should be a mentor. A teacher should be someone that the students look up to. This 11-year-old was robbed of that. And he still has to go through school. He's only 11 years old. He still has to go through multiple grades where he'll be experiencing new teachers and his judgment of teachers is forever ruined all because of Allison Kranick, allegedly, of course. Uh, This is just my opinion. I've performed on research. You know, everything, there's two sides to every story, but from what I've read, give this girl jail time. Like, come on, dude. Moving on to the next story of a sinister teacher. In Erie, Pennsylvania, 16-year-old Debbie Gamma had gone to an argument with her parents and stormed out of the home. Somewhere in the midst of this, she ran into her favorite English teacher, 39-year-old Raymond Payne. Somewhere in the midst of this, he decided that it would be a great idea to strangle Debbie with a copper-covered wire, unaliving her. Not only did he take her life, but he bound her legs and wrists with it and dumped her body in the Cusawago Creek, where she was found four days later floating. When it comes to the case being solved, it didn't get solved right away or a week or a month later, but it was solved 400 days 
after her body was found. They also found that her body was allegedly R-worded. Now, I'm saying the word allegedly because what I'm about to tell you is rather interesting from what I've found from the research. So, Raymond was arrested and received life in prison 400 days later, and since then, he claimed that he did unalive Debbie, but he never R-worded her. Now, that's where people are back and forth with. It's one thing for someone to say, I didn't unalive her and I didn't R-word her, but the fact that he's admitting to one thing and not the other, for me, I'm like, okay, maybe I believe him. He demanded a second autopsy, though, being that her body is probably buried and it's been several years since the case has unfolded. They obviously can't do that in the autopsy with the evidence is not going to show anything. The reasoning why people believe that he demanded a second autopsy was to get a lesser sentence. Whether or not that would even happen is very unsure for me. I'm not sure if the judge would look at that being like, well, you took someone's life, but hey, you didn't R-word her, so let's go and give you 20 years less. I'm not sure if that's going to be something that actually would have happened. Regardless, he did have another plea in 2015, but it was quickly denied. And at 83 years old in 2020, Raymond passed away in prison after getting COVID-19. So he wasn't freed at the end of the day. Have you guys ever heard of the term, if I could be a fly on the wall, you know, meaning that if I could have a pair of eyes and just be hiding and viewing something from in secret, so to speak, like spying on people. That term, if I could be a fly on the wall, goes heavily in this case for myself. There's so much unknown and uncertainty with this story, especially because when Debbie ran from her house and she met up with her teacher Raymond, that was her favorite English teacher, did he kidnap her or did he just lure her in and lock her and immediately unalive her? Like, what happened? I, I really wish I could just understand what happened to Debbie. What led Raymond? Did he snap? Did he have malicious intent to the get-go? Did he plan to take someone's life that night and he just happened to run into Debbie? What was this premeditated? I have so many questions, so if there's ever a lifetime where I can be a fly on the wall, I will definitely jump back on here and let you guys know what I saw. I've already mentioned this, but I just kind of wrote in here that it was very interesting to see how he admitted to taking her life, but still claimed he didn't R-word her. So let me know in the comments, do you think that that was a tactic to lessen his sentence? The dude was already 83 years old. He does not have much life to live. So in my mind, I'm like, you're already, you've already spent the a big chunk of your life in prison, why would you need that extra five years that you have left to live? A lot of questions with this case, but let's move on to the third story. The date is June 20th, 1913 at Bremen School in Germany. Maria Pohl, a teacher at the school, had just instructed her students to make two separate lines so they could go out for recess when 29-year-old Heinz Schmidt, a teacher that was no longer employed, ran up to the classroom and opened fire. Two girls were immediately unalived and one girl tried to escape by jumping over a stair rail but fell to her death. Maria barricaded the remaining students in the classroom to protect them. A janitor jumped on Heinz's back but was slung off and another teacher tried to step in to disarm them but they were both as hot in the face but luckily survived. Heinz then turned to the courtyard where students were running out of the school. He as hot five additional students, however, all of them survived. After 15 brutal minutes, a coach had stuck Hines with a pitchfork, causing him to fall. 
21 students were injured and five passed away. Hines was sent to a mental health hospital and passed away 20 years later. His motive was unknown, but according to reports, he quit teaching a year prior due to a mental breakdown. What's interesting about this case and why it stood out to me more than the hundreds of school shootings that happen every year was this was the first ever recorded school shooting in history. So it's very interesting, especially because I personally thought that the first school shooting would have happened in America, especially with the high rates of those happening every year. I'm pretty sure America is the number one country in the world that has these attacks that happen in schools. Let's move on to the fourth story. This is 35-year-old Daniel Hawkins. If you're cleaning, come over for just a moment and look at her face. From a first point perspective, she looks nice, right? Well, in June of 2012, to kick off summer vacation, she gathered a group of former students and told them to join her in a nearby forest located in Florida. When they arrived, she informed them that they needed to rid their bodies of demons. Let's rewind for just a split second. According to Danielle's close friends and family, they said that they started to become very concerned with her as her mental health had gone from here to down to the depths of hell, basically. They also heard reports how worried they were of Danielle's safety and the safety of others. However, as you guys know, if something was done, we would not be talking about this story. That Saturday night, they gathered around a small fire and Danielle basically told her students to start dancing around it and say these chants. She informed them that they needed to cut their skin to rid themselves of these demons they had inside and then burned that open wound with fire to close it so the demons couldn't enter back into their bodies. Obviously so, the students were 100% freaked out and were fearful as they didn't want to inflict pain on themselves because if I was in that position, I would say, heck no, you're crazy, I am leaving. When the students started resisting cutting themselves, Danielle broke a bottle and cut a girl's neck. There was also another report of a boy who she was trying to light his hand on fire to close a wound and the wind kept blowing out that lighter. So that led her to douse his hand in perfume and burn his hand. Thankfully, by the end of the night, no one passed away, but what's really sad about this story is none of the students that were there that night told police or even their parents what happened. Police only found out because a mutual friend of the students that was there told them as they were not scared of Danielle. She was arrested for six months but was later released and since then she doesn't have any media presence because this story has been widely known through various media outlets. I've talked about this on TikTok multiple times so it's, just, it's been a story that's really interested me. I wanna pose a question of, I know she didn't take anyone's life specifically, but do you think six months is long enough? I'm not sure if they, you know, gave her new medicine to regulate her mood or her mental stability. I feel that six months is very short. I did read that the boy whose hand was set on fire got third degree burns and that in itself could take his life. Some people might say, well, it's just a burn on the hand. That can't take someone's life. It's not the burn itself that would cause him to pass away, but it's the fact of the infection that could follow the burn. Same with the girl who got her neck cut with the bottle. There could have been an infection that came into the open wound that could have later caused the end of her life. Needless to say, let me know in the comments if you think six months is long enough. If not, let me know how long you think she should have received in prison. I personally, I sat myself down and I was like, hmm, how long do I think? I think she should have at least gotten a couple years in prison for this. Because I mean, when you think about it, no matter how old you think these students are, I think the oldest a student could be in high school is 18 unless they failed multiple grades. She traumatized these kids regardless. 
I think that if you traumatize people, you should be given a pretty adequate sentence, especially considering she hurt two of these individuals and could have very well taken their lives. Moving on to our last story of the disturbing teachers. This is 27 year old Reagan Anderson. And let's just say after this is all over, she is going to need to relocate. Literally less than two weeks ago, South Carolina police were tipped off on a teacher from a private Christian school that had allegedly performed SEO relations with an underage student. The first incident apparently took place at Reagan's home where she had a 17 year old boy come over without going into detail you can put together what happened. Let's just say it was nothing academic. The second occurrence took place in a Pizza Hut parking lot. The student's mother claims Reagan went as far as sending the teen nudes on Snapchat. She was arrested and later released on a $2,500 bond, and the 17-year-old's mother is claiming to reporters that Reagan ruined his life and demands justice for her son. She said in one news article, quote, no young quarterback or athlete is safe in our community if this woman is free, end quote. At the time of recording this video, I have yet to post the story on my Instagram or TikTok, and I'm genuinely curious as to what the comments are going to be like, especially considering that the first story that I talked about with the 11-year-old boy and the 42-year-old teacher that had gone viral, so to speak, the comments were 75% she's disgusting and 25% he's lucky. So with there being a much closer age gap of her being 27 years old and him just being 17, that's just 10 years, which beats 31 years difference uh, with the first story. I'm very curious what the divide is going to be in the comment section. Are there going to be more comments of people saying that's gross and less comments of them saying he's lucky or is it going to be flipped? It really, I feel like each video I post hits a different type of audience. My comment section is very different each time. Sometimes I'll post a story about a certain individual and all the comments are like, yeah, that's disgusting, that's horrible. But then I'll post another story of basically the same case, just a different person. And everyone's like, that's not bad. They shouldn't receive life in prison. And I'm like, what? I feel like every time I post a video, the comments of the people are different each time. So I'm very curious to see what people are going to say about this, especially considering that not only is he 17, about to be 18 probably, but the fact the age of consent in South Carolina is different than what you would think. In Tennessee, where I live, the age of consent is 18 years old. So that's all I ever knew. I thought that the age of consent in all the states were 18 years old because if you're not 18, then you're a minor. I mean, it's the proof's in the pudding. I was very curious when researching this story as to why she didn't get a longer jail sentence, especially considering that Allison Cranick is still in jail being held on a uh, $500,000 bond at the time of me recording this video. It may change by the time it's up. Being that she already was, you know, released the same time that she was arrested and it was only a $2,500 bond, which you only have to pay 10% of that. So it's $250. Obviously she probably lost her job. So people could look at that and being like, well, that's worse, you know, but there's still, she's released and she's freed. Now I want you to buckle up your seatbelt. I want you to turn off the vacuum cleaner, hang on to your socks. Cause mine flew off when I read this. So in the state of South Carolina, the age of consent is 16 years old. What? I did not even know that states could go as low as 16 years old. Huh? I, it, it blew my socks off. My socks are still hanging on the wall from where they flew off my feet. I had no idea that any state would do that. And then 
just when I had my socks off, my feet were out, I read that not only South Carolina's uh, age of consent is 16 years old, but 31 states age of consent is only 16 years old. By that point, I was naked. My clothes had flung off my body because I was freaking out. This is where I literally crapped my pants. Also, I'm going to put the article in the description of this video. In the United States of America, 31 states, the age of consent is 16 years old, which is over half of the United States states. Seven states, the age of consent is 17 years old, and only 12 states, the age of consent is 18 years old, which those states include Arizona, California, Delaware, Florida, which honestly shocked me, Idaho, Kentucky, North Dakota, Oregon, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, and Wisconsin. If you're not in those 12 states that I just listed, uh, you should definitely monitor your children more. I was in a coffee shop when I read this information and my partner suggested that I go onto Reddit and see a thread post if there's controversy because I quite frankly did not believe that the age of consent was 16 in all of those other states, which is absolutely disgusting. So I went onto Reddit and there's a big controversy. I've linked the thread that I was reading also in the description. That's a link to Reddit. If you want to do some digging yourself or contribute to the thread and comment your thoughts on the age of consent. Some people made the argument that all states should be the age of consent of 16 years old because it protects the 16 year olds for having SEO relations with other 16 year olds their age, which in my mind, I'm thinking, how could someone get caught doing SEO relations? So why would it even protect them? Like if they get caught, it would be in like a public place is how I think. I could be wrong. Like maybe the parents could call on their kid and get them arrested, but I feel like the amount of parents that actually do that is very slim. Someone on Reddit with the name of Aaron Bell who claims that they are a teacher, this is their word, not mine. I just found that this was very interesting, so I wanna read it. They commented, I am a teacher and every year we have to do a state training that includes learning about essay of my I was absolutely appalled to find out that in my state, a person can have SEX, with a 16 year old as long as they are 30 years old or younger. I'm dead. Like literally kill me right now. <laughs> so you're telling me that a 16 year old can have SEO relationships with a 30 year old individual and it'd be completely legal. Huh? They also said that and that child marriage is legal in any state is so freaking horrendous. It should be completely illegal until a person is a grown adult age 18 plus. I 100% agree. The amount of parents willing to marry their child off to a man two or three times their age just makes me want to burn the world. I'm unsure what state she lives in, but whatever state that is, burn it to the ground. At this point, burn it to the ground. She mentions burning the world, but burn that state that you live in down to the ground. They need to restart. Whatever state it is, it's one of the 31 states. They also claim that whatever state they live in uh, used to be the age of consent was 10 years old for girls. And she said now that the age of consent is 16 for girls and 18 for boys. I don't understand how that makes any sense. Even though I was very bold about my opinion, like you guys know, I try to keep an open mind to everything, no matter how ridiculous or backwards it may seem in my mind. So if you have a good point or even just an opinion to this matter, please let me know in the comments. Like I will 100% let you guys know my thoughts. As you know, I read every comment because 
I want to stay connected with you all. I want to hear your thoughts. And if there's something that I've said incorrectly or whatever, I want to make sure that I'm held accountable to everything. So please let me know if you think differently or if you think the same as me, let me know because I kind of need some validation in this argument. I don't understand why there's 31 states that the age of consent is 16. That is beyond me, beyond me. Moving on, I want to talk about my high school teacher. Keep in mind when he was messaging me and I'm going to keep his name and face blurred because when he was messaging me, I was 20 years old, 19 or 20 years old. So I was already out of high school. This is after graduation. But the messages that he sent me were very cringy and tough to read. I reread them literally two hours ago today and I screenshotted them because I was just like brainstorming for the script as to what I could talk about today. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that. It was like a memory that I had buried so deep in my soul. And when I unlocked it, I was like, <laughs> like, I can't do this. I can't. So if I had to bear these very cringy and very uncomfortable messages, you are going to have to as well. This took place in the midst of COVID-19 and I'm getting these pulled up right now. I'm pretty sure that the messages has started way back before the first message. I'm, I seem to remember deleting them being like, I don't want this dude messaging me. I don't want these messages because I was a big Facebook user back then. Now, not so much. Um, if you see on the screenshots that I'm showing you, I've blocked him since then, but Let's go ahead and start. This was in November of 2020. They said, good Thanksgiving. Then they said, ready for Christmas. Good Christmas. All three of these times I never responded. I replied back, God, I was such a savage. Like what, 13 days later? And I said, yeah, what about you? He said, yeah, no complaints. And then I liked the message. Ran a message at 1.35 AM. Whenever I show these, look at the times that he messages me back. What are you doing that late? I'm dead asleep. And there'd be some nights, oh my God, there'd be some nights I'd be sleeping and I hear ding. And I'd be like, oh my God, ah, oh, there he is. It'd be his little face popped up with the messenger icon. Oh, moving on, tired of the cold. What school are you in? This is when I was at college, mind you. You were good. Cause I guess I didn't reply. So they thought that it was like, you're good for not replying. And then I replied, I'm at UTK. Cause I feel bad. I, I like to be a doormat and let people walk over me just because I want to see the good in everyone, which annoys the absolute crap out of me. They said, I went there my freshman year, pretty cool place. Then they sent me a photo of themselves, which it's blurred out obviously. They said, and it's of them being younger. It's in high school, I assume. They said, to be this young again with the knowledge I have now. What he's referring to is in 2020, I had made a post because I was in a relationship with a man, <gasps> crucify me, um, for over two years. And I posted just like a couple's photos, like my coming out post, so to speak of, hey, I like men and women. I made that post and I guess he is also attracted to men and maybe women, who knows? I don't really care, honestly. So I just hearted the photo and I'm like, um, okay, I don't really understand what that meant. Now looking back, I think he wanted to date me correct me if i'm wrong but he said to be this young again with the knowledge i have now about me or just like the state of the world like maybe you couldn't be out and not get murdered then i don't i don't understand that one that one's open to interpretation then he said at 133 in the morning how's everything it's going how about you 
Then he said, Dude, sorry, I had a few too many go during Saturday and went to message crazy, lol. Drinking with the bestie and listening to shit about her husband. I hate him. Okay. <laughs> it's 6.44pm and you're already drunk. Then he said, How it be? How are you? What up, what up? How's school? Congrats on being an uncle. That was whenever my nephew was born. So thank you, school is going really good, thanks. How's everything with your significant other? Hope all's well in a tough world. This is during, This is actually a year after COVID. Um, I basically said I've been single since the pandemic started, but I'm still doing good. He said, uh, good, not about single, but good, you're good. I'm about to start drinking, oh, face. I said, uh-oh, be safe. I'm at home with dogs, no driving, all's good. I said, good, play it safe, haha. He liked, and he said always, it's crazy though, just is, you know. And then I'm assuming, he, yeah, he sent the like emoji. And then he said, I'll leave you alone to get back to doing what you were doing. Got vodka and Penny Dreadful on Netflix. I said, haha, well, have a good night. Eh, dot, dot, dot. Drinks and movies, not exciting. You too. Well, Netflix drinks and flirting with everyone, and I understand how it be. You're well. <laughs> huh? You're well? What are you, like, back in the, what is it, med medieval times? You're well, good sir. You're well. And I said, what does that mean? He said, what? I said, you're well? I didn't understand that. It was a question. You're well? You're doing well? I said, oh, okay. What did you think I meant? LOL. Oh, brother. What did you think I meant? What did, what did you think I was saying? That I was saying you were well? Then he said, how's the weekend? What did you think I meant? Question mark. Keep in mind, that was five days later and I was still burning on his mind as to what I meant by saying, what does your well mean? <laughs> it's not that deep, dude. And then he said, question mark. I admire you. And that point I was like, oh my God, I need to just leave. I'm done. Then he said, uh, then he said living your best life Age brings cynicism. You good? I hate this place. How's everything? Question mark. Yo, watched Shit's Creek. Watch Shit's Creek. It's a beautiful story. And then he said, six days later at 12.05 a.m., watch it. And at that point, I was like, I'm sick of these messages, especially because the times that I remembered that my notifications were blowing up was when he was literally blowing up my phone. So I would be asleep, dead asleep, finally my eyes are closed, I'm resting, and then I hear, ding, ding. I was sick of it. And at that point, I was very uncomfortable because he was my history teacher in high school when I was 17 years old. Keep in mind, I graduated high school when I was 17. So actually, I probably was 16 whenever I had him as a teacher, now that I think about it. I know that at the time of the messages, I was of age. I'm fully aware of that. I was 20 years old. 19 and 20 years old. I know that it's not illegal, but the fact that he said that message of, if I had the knowledge that I know now to be this young, what? Let that silence just echo through the, your room right now because I genuinely don't understand what his intentions were. And part of me thinks, so this is a, this is a picture of what I looked like when I was in his classroom right here. And this is what a picture of what I looked like when I was of age 20 years old. As you can tell, not much, not many changes happen from 17 to 20 years old. I pretty much look the same. So in my mind, I'm like, if you think I'm well and you admire me and all of this stuff, 
when I'm 20, what did you think about me when I basically looked the same at 17 years old? Were you thinking that same thing? And also this dude, he's not like 25 years old or like younger. He was in his 40s, maybe early 50s. And I actually had a friend that I met up with coffee a few weeks ago and I was telling them about it. And I was like, do you remember that teacher? They were flirting with me and I showed them the messages and they literally fell over. They were like, what? Especially because that teacher had a temper. He would throw stuff across the room because he'd be so mad. And I'm like, dude, you're a teacher. You're a high school teacher. It's not that deep. Just put on a movie and call it a day. (laughs) I am genuinely curious what you guys think. Like, do you think that when I was 17, he had no interest because he's not a P3DO or... Do you think that he has those desires secretly? I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that he would act on them because obviously I was of age when he messaged me. Not all teachers are bad. Not all teachers are uh, P3DOs. Not all teachers are going to be serial killers. It's not likely. The percentage of teachers who are actually that is very low, very slim. So these are just the small percentage that I am bringing to light today. Moving on to a lighter topic, my show of the week is one you've probably watched when you were a kid, and if that's the case, I highly encourage you to watch it again. It's Adventure Time. It's one of those shows that I feel is meant to be watched twice. The jokes in it are so funny now that I'm an adult and I understand them, because whenever I was a kid, I just enjoyed the show for, you know, it being a cartoon show, but the jokes they said went right over my head. Now I can rewatch it with a whole new lens. I've been trying to get out of my doom scrolling habit. I've literally been sucked into my phone where I've just been like doom scroll, doom scroll, doom scroll. And even times when I'm like, I need to get stuff done. Like my house is in shambles. I have work to do with the podcast. I have DMs I need to get back to. Like, and I'll just be doom scroll, doom scroll, doom scroll. And keep in mind doing content creation for work I'm staring at a screen already for eight hours a day minimum to do that after i'm off of work which is so bad i needed to go out and touch some grass instead of doom scrolling for 40 minutes i've cut it down to where i'm like i'll watch an episode of adventure time for 10 minutes and that's so perfect because the episodes it's on hbo max if you have it i'm sure it's on other streaming platforms as well that's the one that i watch it on the episodes are only 10 minutes long so I watch an episode in the morning when I'm getting ready, I'll put under my heated blanket. By the time it's over, I'm finished eating my breakfast, I'm ready to get up and go for the day. And it prevents me from not doom scrolling. So I highly recommend it, especially if you're an adult now or even a teenager, you might still get some of the jokes. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please let me know if you learned anything new or your perspective on some of the stories I talked about. What, you, what cleaning you got done, I would love to give you some affirmations for cleaning and getting stuff done under the sound of my voice. Um, without further ado, I will see you guys next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Stay safe.